we've had a beautiful month of December, I think. So, Jordan's already welcomed you here. I think of of New Year's, I guess. I don't know if I have a New Year's sermon, but how it is that the years pass by so quickly and story, not that I'm up here to tell stories, but our old family friend and minister, Ray Hillman, a few years, oh, five or six years before he died, we were there at their place in Washington, and and he said, I remember your dad had done something wrong, he was a little boy. And his mother was was wanting to punish him, I guess, and he, he ran and hid under a bed. And and uh, this would be on the place where Jordan and Raiden are now, I believe. And uh, he says, your, your grandmother was poking a broom under the bed to, to get him to come out. And and he had, they had a little talking they, they wanted to she wanted to do and with him and he was hiding under the bed and and so I said to Ray that that's got to go back to quite a few years and he got a kind of a puzzled look on his face and I think I think probably realizing how how many years it had been and he he said with kind of a, a funny look on his face well that would be over 80 years you know so This is this is new well New Year's in a couple of days, and I I was thinking this morning that even even when I came into this world there were there were people around that were probably children during the U.S. Civil War American Civil War so we see how time passes and and now we now we think or I do I think of the Civil War as almost ancient history it's so long ago but the years go by this text I took I say I don't know if it's a if it's a New Year's text but it's it's all good this word it's found in the third chapter of Colossians and I'll read I'll read the first 17 verses in Colossians 3 Reading these words in Jesus' name. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall also, shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which sake, for which things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In the time which ye also walked some time, pardon me, in, in the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them, 
But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be multiplied unto each one gathered here this morning, now and forever. Amen. This this text is, I guess, good Christian instruction, good good scriptural instruction to to all of us. And I I have said many times that for for anyone, not only one of us believers, but for anyone to open this word and read it for 15 minutes, say, we'll find out that we're sinners. We'll, we'll find out we come, come up short in, in I guess, uh, being like our Heavenly Father or like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or, or wanting to be one with God. It seems like even in the heathen face, people want to be, they want to be one with some kind of a higher being that they don't seem to even know what he is or who he is. And, and I think of, of Paul when he was in Athens and, and told those people that, that they were, they had this monument set up to the unknown God. They had all kinds of gods. Sometimes they had hundreds of gods. And they have one, one monument set up to the unknown God. I don't know if they knew any of their other gods either, but but God, Paul says, I'll, I'll show you who this, this God is. He is the living God. So we want to be one with him. And that's, that's good. And that seems to be natural in, in mankind. But the problem with... All other faiths outside of living faith and Christian faith and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, man comes up with all kinds of ways to to reach or appease or somehow come in contact with the living with with well, I don't know if it's always the living God they want to come in contact with, but they want to come in contact with a higher power. They, they must realize somehow that this world 
is lacking something. But I think so many have gone through this life and gone on and not found that. Shane is gone this morning because he, he went to a funeral of our an old friend and minister, Gordon Halone, down in Idaho. <coughs> and I, I'm not saying that it pleases me that he passed on, but it pleases me that he died in faith. And he won that he won that battle that the scriptures speak about. Those people in Revelations that came through great tribulation. That number that no man could number, they had those two things in common. They came through great tribulation and they had their, their robes washed and made white in the blood of the Lamb. And that tribulation it speaks of is this battle we have with sin. This battle we have to coming into believing and even as Paul found out after he believed, he still had a battle going on. The good that I would do, he finds himself not doing. And he finds himself, when we, when we, outside of this word, we find ourselves in a hopeless situation. But he says, I thank God that through the Lord Jesus Christ is, is where his hope is. I believe this is Paul writing to the Colossians here. And some of these some of these texts are written when when Paul was in Rome in some kind of house arrest and I don't exactly know what that was, but he, he wasn't in a he wasn't in solitary confinement type of prison, but I think he spent a couple of years in in some kind of a jail or some kind of bonds he talks about. But people were able to visit him and he was able to write these letters and send them to different congregations. He writes to the Colossians here. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. He says here that, well, I, I like the, the first word there, if, and and quite a few, if, if you go through the scriptures, there's different texts that start with that if, and it, it says, if you are risen with Christ, which we are, but maybe someone who reads this is not, and they can read the same words as we read, and they can gain from these things, and they can... They can search the scriptures and, and find our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, and his, his love and his fullness and all that he has for us in, in these texts. We're risen with Christ and he says, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. When, when, uh, was that Stephen was stoned. He called out, I see Jesus standing on the right hand of God. I'm not sure what that significance is, that 
it says that he sits on the right hand of God. But it seems that when, when Stephen said that, he saw Jesus standing on the right hand of God. He was paying attention to Stephen. He, was, he pays attention to us all. Stephen was was going through that affliction or whatever it might be called that he, he lost his life. He was being stoned to death. So we're supposed to seek those things which are above. Not not seek more and more of this life and what it has to offer. It doesn't have much to offer. And when we think of spending our lives here and I talk, talked about how so many years go by so quickly we, we can't go through this life without paying attention to to uh, the things we need here food, clothing and shelter and transportation in this day and age and all these things we can't, we can't go through life without paying attention to them and, and sometimes it gets to be important things but it says Set your affection on things above. That we wouldn't become so attached to the things of this life and this world and, and even entertainments and whatever it might be or an easy and a soft life we might look for. But our affection wouldn't be in these things. But our affection would be looking, I guess, above and beyond the things that this life has to offer. Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. I guess growing up in, in the church and, and lots of hearing lots of preaching and everything, this is fairly common to me, these words, but I wonder if someone who's never been familiar with this word reads this, what would they think of it, that you are dead. We are dead to this world. We're dead to our old life. And it speaks of the old man and the new man here. And we use that term and maybe maybe some wouldn't understand what we're talking about. And I believe that people have said that when they when they first started coming and to the hearing of the word and maybe someone invited them to church a few times and they first start hearing this word, it sounds like a foreign language. They don't, they don't really know what's being said. But this word always, it always looks after itself. It, it, it explains. And, and I, mean, I mean, the word also t- tells us to be patient. And, and that's how we have to be when we're around this word. If we, if we don't understand every little thing, which we don't, we just be patient. And, and in time, we, we might have troubles and trials in our life that some text opens up to us and we might not have understood it before and it comes quite clearly then. That's how, that's how this word works. So you're dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. We are, we are dead to the old ways, the ways of this world and the things that people are attached to. And, and we know that, well, if you don't have to listen to the, too many newscasts and you find out that, that there's people losing their lives and, and 
gunfights and drugs and all kinds of crazy things going on. They're, they're, these people are so attached to this world and things they're involved with that lots of them lose their lives. Lots of them have major, major problems. Christians can have troubles in their life too. We can have misunderstandings and all kinds of things. But there's hope for us. There's forgiveness for us. It says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. I don't understand the depths of of the little bit this word says about when Christ comes. But he's going to come with the sound of a trumpet. I believe there's going to be angels coming with him. He's going to call his own home. The dead in Christ shall rise first, we understand. And we that are living will be caught up. And I guess to my small mind, I have to say I just don't understand very much of it. But I, by faith, believe that he will carry us home and it'll be good. I believe it's, it's a spiritual realm we will be in. We're not going to be in the flesh and blood anymore. We're not going to be laboring to make a living anymore. We won't have to turn up the heat anymore like we did this morning. It says that our he's going to be looking after us in every way. No more death, no more crying, no more hunger, no more thirst, no more, no more problems. That's what this is talking about. When Christ, who is our life, he's our life now. And he is our life in eternity. When he shall appear... We see that that just before the day of Pentecost, Jesus, the risen Lord Jesus, the the uh, he was transformed by that time when he came back. He didn't come back as as part man and part God anymore. He was he was God, God with us. But it says that he, the clouds just received him. He just started to rise up. And the clouds received him. And the word tells us he's going to return the same way. I guess I, I wonder if it's not going to be long. I don't know. Another loved one passed away here. I mentioned Gordon there and, and, and from the congregation Raiden is from. There was a man who, is it two weeks ago today, minister was speaking and, and he was about 10 minutes into his sermon and this man had a heart attack. And I guess it, it uh, shook up the service. And everybody was there, and I'm real proud of my grandchildren. They were helping him, and and he actually didn't have a heartbeat, but they kept his heart beating with with these modern ways of 
pounding on the chest and, and flexing him or however they do it. I, I'm not into that. Anyways, he, he they, they called, the, called an ambulance, Klatskanai Church, and he left and he didn't have a heart rate. But by the time they got him to Portland into a hospital, they, they brought him back to life. And without that help from all those in the church, he wouldn't have made it. But he only made it another week or eight days, was it? I forget. And he passed away. But our son-in-law, Alex, had visited him last Sunday. And I talked to Alex, and he said, well, he said we went to the hospital, and he and several of the oldest girls of theirs and and they had went to visit him and he said the hall there was a lineup in the hall there were so many people visiting him and he said if I'd have known he had so much company I might not have gone but anyways Alex he, I guess I guess it was like an assembly line almost people were, were visiting him and then and then make room for the next visitor and and uh, this Warren had had uh, been, I guess, kind of weak, and, but he was glad everybody came. And, and Alex had, had, he said, I, I encouraged him to, you know, not give up in his faith and believe and, and hang on there. And, and Warren had said, I'm not going to give up at this stage. And I think it was the next day that he passed away. So we rejoice in those that are able to believe and hang on to faith as it were until their time comes he had had he had had two heart attacks before that I'm not sure how far apart in recent years and and so I guess he was ready to go his time came so Christ will appear to him but he's also coming back to this world in a different way. As I mentioned, he, he was taken up into the clouds and he'll re- return that, <clears throat> that same way. When Christ, is, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. <clears throat> when it says we are dead in Christ, this is what it means. Mortify means to put to death. Put to death those those old ways, those ways that are so common for us to to fall into, and and I have to say that this this chapter here is uh, is one that I well even these things here that when I when I hear the news and and understand all the bad things that are happening in this world I. It can get me down. I don't think it's good to just ignore all these things, but they shouldn't get us down. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence. I had to look some of these things up. Concupiscence is lust inordinate affection, irregular, disorderly, much too great or excessive, 
covetousness, which is idolatry, for for which things sake the wrath of God <coughs> cometh on the children of disobedience. We don't set our affection on these things. These things are a product of unbelief. They're a product of, of things we fall into when we turn away from God or, or reject Him or neglect Him in our lives. It says... For these, for these things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In the which ye also walked sometime when, when ye lived in them. But now ye put off, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> but now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, Lie not one to another, seeing ye have put off the old man with his deeds. When that night we had Bible study at Adams, we got on to this topic of lying. And I hope I didn't lead anyone astray when I, I was saying that, and different ones brought out things where where <clears throat> lies have taken place even in the scriptures and, and somehow I'm not saying that the lie produced good but God was able to make good come of different situations but the scripture never ever condones lying it's, it's listed in here anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy filthy, filthy communications out of your mouth says put away these things put off all these things don't spend time in them and I think of, of Jesus teaching us that, that I am the way the truth and the life and Churchill the great British statesman some say he was the the uh, greatest statesman in the last thousand years and he said of war that truth is the is the first casualty of war he was a wise man lie not to one another one to another seeing you have put off the old man with his deeds here it talks about the old man and here it talks about the new man the new man is the Lord Jesus Christ, living and dwelling within our hearts. I sing that. I wake up. I wake up with that song going through my head often, and and it's it's just a song. That I just forget the name of the guy that sings it even. But how big is God? How big and wide his vast domain? that he's, he's big enough to keep this universe in, what may it say, in balance or in time, the planets going around the sun and all that. And he's small enough to live within my heart. He lives within our hearts by and through the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit being one. Put on the new man. 
seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. What better man could we follow than that new man, the Lord Jesus Christ? And then, and then this next verse, it breaks down all, all the walls that come between us. It says, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. If he is our all in all, each one of us, we have differences. We have differences of opinion. We grow up in a home, I have differences of opinion with my parents. One one way maybe and one another way. But we are one in Christ. We agree on those things. We agree on the most important things. We don't, we don't say, I'm a Jew and I'm a Greek and I'm this way and I'm that way. I'm bondage, I'm under bondage and I'm free. Different people can say, we should be free in Christ. And as Dick used to say, Brother Dick, that we are free in Christ. We're not, we're not free to sin, but we're free in Christ. We're not free to go out into this world and live it up. In fact, the, the Word teaches that they think it's strange that we don't run or live in the same excess of riot that the world does. They look at us and say, something wrong with him. They don't know that we have our eyes fixed on higher things higher standards, ideals, morals. But we have our, fixed, our eyes fixed also on heaven's shore. We want to reach that land where the psalm says we'll never grow old. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If a man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. It's forgiveness. One of the doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ is the forgiveness of sins. We need that. We need to be forgiven and we need to forgive. And above all these things, put on charity, which is a which is the bond of perfectness. A couple of pages before that, there's a reference, chapter 2, 2. Of course, we know the chapter on charity. First couple of verses in the second chapter, Colossians, it says, For I would, that, I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, for as many as, as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. God the Father, 
God the Lord, God the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, in them, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You know, there's lots of smart people on earth. But I, I, I guess I get so bold as to say that even though some of them are very smart, a lot of those smart people aren't very wise. They haven't, they haven't got their understanding grounded in this word. And there's a difference between smart and wise. That reference was kind of explaining something about charity. And then we'll go to that chapter on charity. 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries. I listened to a sermon this week and the speaker was saying that that we have a desire to to know prophecy. We have a desire to know what, what's going to happen. The disciples wanted to know, ask Jesus about the end times. How is it going to be? And this this speaker, I thought I thought he brought it out well. He says, "These things are very interesting to us, and we want to know, even as his disciples wanted to know. But what's more important is getting down to the individual. How is it with you? Are things right in your life? Are things right in your heart? But this this chapter speaks speaks of charity, and and I guess." I'm not going to go through it, but in a nutshell, it's, it's love in action. That there are fruits come forth when a person is, has that charity in their heart. Not just in words, but in, in doing and accomplishing. Not that we would do it for ourselves or for any vain glory, but we would, we would do it because it's the right thing to do. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's that's so good and so real and so, so large and powerful compared to crying about the troubles that are that are in this world and being depressed by that, which I can find myself doing that. I'm not saying I sit around crying about it, but I, I listen to the news and, and these things don't come forth. What comes forth is, is this world's in, in rough shape. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Our lives can be rich in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, 
Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. A couple of chapters back here, well, the next book back in Philippians, we read, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. These aren't talking about good works. These are talking about... Well, I looked up a reference to that, be careful for nothing, because as I mentioned, sometimes this wording, and I don't know if it's old English, but I wanted to maybe get a little more depth of what that means. And it goes back to a verse, I think it's in in Matthew, where, where it says that don't spend all your time worrying about how you look and dress and, and that you're going to eat properly and everything is going to go well for you. But, but rather, like it says here, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known, be made known unto God. In Matthew there it says that God feeds the sparrows. He looks after them. And we don't want to go around dressed like a tramp. But, but we also don't want to spend all our all our time in front of the mirror, making sure we just look perfect and dress perfectly and eat perfectly. And it says, "And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ." Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. I've mentioned before how how it is that sin comes between man and God. If we, as it, as it was, I think I mentioned last Sunday with with Adam and Eve, they were going along fine, and then when when they felt the temptation, all of a sudden there's a wall has gone up between them and, and God. God wants to know what what have you been up to? Well, the woman tempted me. Adam says. All of a sudden, they wanted to cover themselves. Their guilty feeling. Put sin away. Go to a brother or sister and put sin away. And these things can be the fullness of our lives then. Put sin away and and someone can assure you in the name of Jesus and in the work that he has accomplished that those things are forgiven be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Jesus says. Then we can go on. We have a new year coming up. We don't know what it what's in store for us. None of us know. But we don't have to know. And if things are right in our hearts and lives, they're right. 
God has provided that for us. God has provided hope. Hope in a, in, a, in, a, in a living God, a living Lord Jesus Christ. And that hope that, like, like Alex told Warren there last Sunday, that don't give up now. And he says he's not going to give up now. He still has hope. I think he died the next day. We have this hope. We have life. What else what else would we want? Let's hang on to that each day. In Jesus' name, Amen. Shall we close with the benediction? May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up his countenance unto us and give us everlasting peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.